bitter. It's not just what I feel, it's who I am now. My name is Mara, and I've served the Lord all my life. Me and my husband and my sons, all of us have sought to follow the Lord's commands. I won't pretend we did it perfectly, but we did it sincerely. Because of that, we thought that God would take care of us no matter where we went. So when a famine struck our land and we were afraid of starving, we sought refuge in the land of Moab. We thought that everything would be okay once we were there. But that's where I lost everything. Was it a sin? Is that why this happened to us? Was it so terrible for us to leave our homeland that God saw fit to strike us down one by one? What had my husband ever done to deserve that? Or my boys? Was it so awful for them to marry Moabites that the only way to account for it was through their deaths? Do you know what my favorite thing was about my son, my oldest son? It was this beautiful laugh. Our home was so full of joy and energy while he was growing up. He would race through the fields, shrieking with laughter and dancing. And I would laugh too, because it was so easy to be happy when he was so happy. I love that sound. But I will never hear it again. If God really loves and cares for his people, why are my sons lying dead in the ground? Why not me instead? Because I'm older and have less to offer. Why did I come here full with a happy and healthy family? And now I'm going back empty and alone. Where is God in that? When I told the girls that I was leaving, I felt myself losing the last little bit of family that I had, but I didn't want them to come with me. I didn't even want to look at them because every time I did, it was a fresh reminder that they were here and my boys were not. So when they first asked to come with me, I was angry. Like, is this some kind of joke to you? Do you think I could possibly provide for you now? All I ever was is the mother of your husbands. Is that what you're still looking for? Even if I wanted to give you more husbands, my own is lying dead in a field. Just go and leave me. But then Ruth had a speech prepared. And I was so tired and weary that I didn't even really want to listen. But as the words were pouring out of her mouth and she was saying things like, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Something moved inside my heart. I don't even really know how to describe it, but it was almost as if God was whispering to me, bring her. I didn't know what to do with it. So I let her come. When we arrived back in Bethlehem, the women and children came running to greet us, and they were calling my old name, Naomi, Naomi. But I held up my hands and said, stop. Just stop. What are you doing? 
Why are you calling me Naomi when the very word pleasant is a mockery of my entire life? I have nothing now. God has dealt with me so bitterly. Bitter isn't just how I feel, it's who I am now. Call me Mara so that I will never forget that. We were poor now and didn't have much to eat, but that didn't intimidate Ruth. In no time at all, she was out in the fields gathering grain, and she caught the eye of a young man. I remember the very first day when she came home with her arms laden with all this food and grain, and I, I didn't understand it. Like, who would do something like this for her? She knows no one. She doesn't belong here. She doesn't even really look like us because she's a foreigner. It didn't make any sense to me why someone would treat her like that. But when I found out that it was Boaz, my relative, I started to think. I wanted to provide for Ruth, but I could contribute so little to the household as it was, and I didn't want her to have to live like that forever. So I started to make a plan. I don't even really know now how I had the audacity to go through with it, but Ruth trusted me and apparently that was all it took to get it into motion. So one night I sent her off, dressed in her best clothes, to lie at his feet and ask him to be our family redeemer. And I didn't sleep at all that night. All I could think about was all the ways it could go wrong or how this could ruin her reputation and our standing in the community. And I just tossed and turned all night until the sun came up. Finally, at the break of dawn, I saw her walking home and I burst out the front door and my heart was just pounding in my chest as I asked her, what did he say? What happened? Is he willing to redeem us? And a soft smile came over Ruth's face. She glanced back in his direction and she said, yes, he will not rest until he has redeemed us. And she was right. Faster than any of us could have anticipated, Boaz cleared the way to redeem our family. And when he came to tell us, it didn't even feel real. But we were laughing and crying as he was talking about how he wanted to marry Ruth and provide for our family. And we couldn't believe that this was really happening. After a few days, once the initial shock had worn off, I withdrew my quiet place to myself think. And as I thought and reflected on all that had happened and how my circumstances had so drastically changed in just a few days, I suddenly started to cry. And at first I wasn't even really sure why I was crying, but I couldn't stop. And as the tears and the emotions were washing over me, so did the realization that God had not abandoned me. This was not the miracle I'd originally prayed for, but it was still a miracle. <sighs> I don't know why he chose to give me this one instead of healing my husband, but I know that I'm not God and I will never fully understand things the way he does. My husband and my sons were precious, precious gifts to me.
but we don't always get to keep our gifts forever. And I was holding on so tightly to them, refusing to let go. So when they were ripped from me, I felt like my life was over. But instead of clinging to them, I really needed to be holding on tight to my Savior because He is steadfast and true and kind. And everything else can change, but He never will. This wasn't what I expected or even wanted for my life, but this is bigger than me. This is barely even my story, it's really God's story of how He works and loves and saves us even when we don't deserve it. And that story began long before I was born and it will probably continue long after I'm gone. And I still will probably never fully understand why certain things happen. But I do know that God has given me an opportunity to be a part of this story with him right now in this moment. And I don't want to waste that. So I'm going to trust him as he continues to unfold it. Because trusting him when things are good is easy. But trusting him even while you're hurting is powerful. I didn't do a great job of that this time, but Ruth did. And I think God's going to do something really amazing through her life. Bitter. It's how I felt, but by the grace of God, it's not who I am. God has freed me from that. He is the one who fills my emptiness. He's the giver of good gifts and my ultimate comfort. And when I turned my back on him, he did not turn his back on me. One day, he will take away all our pain and suffering, and I won't have to miss my family anymore. But until then, he is compassionately redeeming lives for our good and his glory, because that's who he is today and forever.